Hey, you're listening to Blindsight. Let's go. Dental health isn't something to take lightly. It's time to fight. It's time to thrive. Let's do this. Hello, welcome to Blindsight, your program on mental health. I'm your host, Bill Lundgren, and as we have frequently do, our producer, uh... Jonathan Price is going to be joining me because we're going to be talking about the holidays and dealing with family and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot to talk about, as all of our uh, listeners probably are aware. Uh, Before we do that, I want to make a couple announcements. One is thank you, thank you, thank you to those who contributed to Denver Cares. We, uh, We got a nice amount of of funding and and it's so nice to know that people support us like that. It really is meaningful, uh, even more than you know than the money. It's the uh, knowing that people are supporting us in that way. And also remind you that in uh, January, uh, well, every <laughs> the names change. There'll be we will now as a program as a um, uh, as an organization, will be called AfterSight, which really makes it easier uh, for somebody like me who can't remember anything uh, to give the name of the organization instead of Audio Information Network of Colorado. And I knew we were going to get a name change because I finally could say it, and then as soon as I can say it, they change it. But now AfterSight, which is... Uh, uh, the, the first of our podcasts, with Penn Street as the very capable uh, host, uh, is now called Blind Chick. And so remember, you can access it as Blind Chick, and you access, we'll continue to access this program by Blind Sight. And if you want to contact uh, the organization, you know, it's going It's going to be after sight. Now, uh, you'll be given a final exam at the end of the show <laughs> to find out how much you remember what, what I just said. So, Jonathan, welcome. Thanks, Bill. It's, it's good to be here. It's always fun to be here. Yeah. And if you could tell everybody about our feedback line, that's the final announcement. Yeah, our feedback line, uh, we actually have two ways to get a hold of us so so that you're keeping engaged with what's going on. Uh, we have an email, which is feedback at aincolorado.org. That will be changing on January 8th to feedback at aftersight.org. But then we have a phone number, and that will not be changing. The phone number is 720-712-8856. Again, 720-712-8856. And if you have questions uh, regarding mental health or you have a situation you'd like some advice on or you have a generic questions for not only Bill or myself, but any of our hosts, that's the best line to get a hold of us. It is a voicemail line, so we can transcribe either the – we can transcribe the – voicemail or we can broadcast your voicemail and answer it directly and so we'll have a few of those starting in the month of january so make sure you get those questions in we'd love to hear from you and hear your comments and feedback and just thank you guys so much for donating to colorado gives day 
and keeping not only this show, but all of our other shows uh, running and humming, we just found out that not only Aftersight, but Blind Level Tech are ranked in the top 25% of all podcasts, which there's about 123,000 active podcasts nationwide. And so both of those shows rank nationally in the top 25%. So thank you guys so much for your continued support in this show and Navigating Life are not not far behind they'll hit that within the next couple of months so it's awesome wow. it's such an awesome time to be running these shows and so i can't thank you guys enough for listening to this show and listening to all of our others so without further ado i guess bill we're going to get into it right well as i said we're going to be talking about family and and holidays i'm excited because for the first time i've managed to decorate my place by uh you know before the end of the first week of december <laughs> instead of uh january 1st nice. which is when i generally finish before good job sir but anyway so i'm getting into the christmas spirit but we we're talking about family get-togethers mm-hmm. which a lot of people do uh and i kind of entitle it uh the uh dealing with with well jonathan you know the term uh, an elephant in the room. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You use it a lot in terms of identifying the you know, the alcoholic in the family that nobody right. talks about. Right. But but the family get together, to my mind, can be and hopefully not, but can be a, a whole herd of elephants in the room. <laughs> yes. A giant stampeding horde of angry elephants, right, usually. Exactly, and, and because there's so many things, you know, you take take politics for example, uh-huh. and and Eleanor is a liberal, and <laughs> Uncle Uncle Harry is a uh, conservative, yeah. and you know how do you how do we negotiate that? And then uh, uh, somebody in the room is. Uh, a closeted gay man. Right. Uh, you know, I could go through a whole list of secrets oh, yeah. that we we hold. Yeah. And we try to negotiate all of that at Christmas time. Yep. Because some people know, some people don't. And so, you know, what do we do about this? If you're the host, uh, you know, tearing your hair out won't do it. No. Uh, I don't have that problem. Is... I don't have any hair. <laughs> 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 Although I have hair on my my face, a nice thick beard, but right, anyway, right. sorry, what, I digress. What? Yeah, scratch your your scalp yeah. to uh, a bloody mess, That's trying right. to figure out what to do to deal with all these uh, these people and, and secrets, especially if they start to come out. Right. And we've even talked about eating disorder. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, we've talked about a lot of the things that go on. Yeah. But anyway, in terms of how do you negotiate? And particularly, one of the things is if someone in the family is newly blind or has some some uh, condition that is new, mm-hmm. then what people do oftentimes is what I call uh, OEPD. That is, oh, you poor dear. <laughs> And it becomes enabling, <laughs> sure. and the person with the disability isn't allowed to do anything. Right. You, you know, 
people will just go ahead and cut up your your dinner for and you know or or put you with the children oh my gosh. and give you pablum or something because they don't know what to do just pat you on your head and send you send you on your way right right and any any number of times i've had people just take over for me mm-hmm. at a party and they haven't asked me yeah and one of the things okay what do we do about this if we're Let's say we're a person who just recently lost their sight or they have a disability. There are a couple things. One, it would be so helpful for the host or hostess to communicate with that person before the party. Sure. And say, look, is there anything, is there any way that uh, might be helpful for us to assist you? You know, is it... You know, is it cutting up the meat in small portions? You know, kind of work that out beforehand. Right. Or, uh, you know, to rather than waiting till you're in the midst of welcoming people and yeah. preparing and so forth, and that isn't the time to try to figure all that out. No, private conversations are definitely way to go. The way to go, especially if there's a big event or something happening uh, in your right. life, it's it's better to have as many one-on-one conversations before you get to a big gathering because you never want it to come out. And you know, you see these play out in movies and, and Hollywood scripted you know things all the time. Not to mention in real life, but where you tell something to somebody and they go, "Oh, you know, like say you're you're." husband wife you're pregnant and the wife tells her sister but nobody else and she goes oh when is the baby due again and then the whole room knows and you're like well the whole I, room knows right <laughs> i wasn't right. expecting right. that to exactly come out. just just quite yet but yeah have those private conversations as often as you can unless you're going to be announcing to the group um then then make sure that you don't tell anybody or if you do tell somebody like you're pregnant or something like that, that you're going to make a big announcement and big reveal so that they can not share that information with anybody else. Communication is you know, the big key. And and also, for example, uh, there are situations where there's been a divorce or a separation right. or there's been a, a death. Yep. And all you need is to have a guest come in and say, oh, where is so-and-so? Right. And then you say, ah, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, so, kick to the know, curb. <laughs> yeah, and you say, okay, uh, you know, let's let's get these instead of being the elephant in the room. Uh, see what you need to do to not have that be an issue. Yeah. Now, when we get into politics, then that's where you may have to you as a host or hostess are going to have to intervene. Yep. And say, look. We're not going to have a big fight, right? And uh, or if there is a a person who is an active alcoholic coming mm. to the party, uh, one you know, if you decide not to invite that person, you're entirely in your right uh, right to do that, or to say to that person, okay, nobody talks about the fact of your drinking, but I am going to have to put my foot down. Mm-hmm. And that's real hard to do because, you know, people wounded, feel yeah. wounded and so forth. But you're, as the host or hostess, you've got responsibility for keeping everybody uh, at least reasonably sane. 
<laughs> yes, for sure. Best I, way I can put it. There's a so, there's a word we're kind of dancing around here, and I don't know if you have noticed this, but when you're talking about overcoming these elephant in the room situations, it's more of a, a an element of trying to not shame anybody to make sure that right. everything is going well. And that's not, it's different from people pleasing, but right. you never want to shame anybody into doing something or not doing something. There's right. a good way exactly. to handle those conversations. Yeah. And you can say, you know, there's some people whose politics are different from yours mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't I want don't want an uproar and I don't want to shame you, but I'm letting you know that let's keep the politics out of it. Right. Let's make that a family rule. And many families make those kinds of rules. Yep. And it's not like you're hiding anything. You're just trying to keep make sure, particularly in these hyper political times, that you're keeping things uh I'll say under control. They yeah. keep things pleasant for those who don't share your beliefs. Sure. And there's a or, time and place for those. And there can, I mean, you can right. have the, if you need to go in a, if you want to go in a room or you're out on a balcony or a patio and you want to right, have a exactly. one-on-one conversation go on with somebody. Walk. Yeah, go on a walk. Yeah. You know, take a break uh, between dinner and dessert. There'll be some time. Go yeah. take a walk and you can have all the discussion you want. But, in the you know in the room, I want to keep it, make sure that it stays civil. And I know that's very hard mm-hmm. uh, for for people to take the bull by the horn. I'm right. using cliches today uh, to say, okay, look, I want to head off uh, confrontation. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a you know a really a symbol of the holidays. Yeah, and you know I. <clears throat> Every once in a while, I get these flashes as I'm talking to to you, Jonathan. There's, uh, and it, it occurred to me this morning that my computer uh, mispronounced words. Okay. So, and the word, it, it, the, the current word it's mispronouncing is Hanukkah. Oh. And what it does, it puts the accent on the first syllable. So it becomes, so every time I type the word, it says Hanaka. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. And and it took me a while to figure that out. The same as, as when I uh, type out Ninth Avenue, uh, the computer says Ninth Ave. So I'm assuming oh, it's a Roman Catholic uh, computer. <laughs> and I don't know. That's a holiday <laughs> joke. But... Uh, the thing is to make sure that we don't mispronounce, you know, and and know what we're doing. Right. Now the other the other thing, and this has to do with the physical disability, because we do, you know, talk about this, is uh, particularly with that person, and or if that if the host or hostess doesn't say anything, mm. I think it's behooves you. The person, particularly if it's a new disability, like an older person is uh, having trouble with uh, uh, macular degeneration and coming to the party for the first time, yeah. to take the weight off the host to hostess and say, look, this is what I need. 
this is what I would would appreciate if you would do. Mm-hmm. Whether it, uh, you know, I don't like to do buffet lines. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, I know I'm trained to do buffet lines, but I, <laughs> particularly when I have a dog with me, who is it? Who is big enough to be have his nose in table yeah. lane? Uh huh. Uh huh. It's not a good idea. I'm sure Aiden loves Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> That's right. You know, he's just like, why am I not getting any of this? <laughs> so in that kind of a situation, just let someone know that you'd appreciate if they would go through the line for you yeah. and bring you the meal. And tell them if, whether or not you need the food cut up into small pieces. Some people do. Some people uh don't they're comfortable uh with uh, uh slicing a big piece of turkey and i know sometimes i stick my finger in the dinner to hold the turkey down but right. that's you know that's my prerogative right that's just how you do it <laughs> right and also in terms of letting people know if they're whatever the disability how they can best help you yeah well, because it takes the weight off them to guess and it and oftentimes they think they have to do more than they actually do, and that takes some stress off everybody else. Yeah, I I also think that to add to that, being your own advocate is very healthy. But then if you can have somebody there with you who knows what you've gone through, who can also advocate for you, kind of makes the experience a little bit better. It, oh, yeah. It, it smooths things over. They can sure. help you, you know, if like you're going through the buffet line or whatever, or you need, you know, sure. directions to the bathroom or, you know, wherever, right. whatever oh, you're doing. Particularly that, right. right. Mm-hmm. Having, mm-hmm. So having somebody that you can rely on who you feel safe and comfortable with would, yeah. is, is a great way to help massage those uncomfortable moments. Sure, absolutely. It was it was nice that a recent dinner uh Penn was Penn Street was there. So mm-hmm. we know each other yeah. uh well enough to you know that if I needed something she was just able to step in. Yeah. And and Moses also. Uh so I was fully comfortable. But it's really nice to have that if you don't if it's a new situation, which sometimes happens with an office situation, uh, then you may have to just, uh, you know, grin and bear it, but yep. be willing to say, okay, I need this, or can someone help me find the restroom? And I'll tell you, one of the things that makes the difference is having a sense of humor in that kind of situation. Absolutely. I I have saved my own butt mm-hmm. many times by joking simply because I know that other people oh, a blind person, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, oh, give me a break. Yeah. And in fact, when what happens sometimes people will say, uh, do you need help? And my response is, oh, I'm beyond help. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, that that humor helps to break the tension they're feeling. Then I can explain what it is. Yeah, I would appreciate you doing this. Or, no, I'm fine uh, with that. Yeah. And Or even say, you know, I wish Aiden would do a little more in helping me, like uh, bringing my, my <laughs> dinner, but I can't trust him with that. And, and that's no. so off the wall that it's that it helped people to to relax more around me. Right. 
And, you know, it, it, it's real tough sometimes because people really are so afraid. They, they treat us like fragile China oh, yeah. sometimes. And, you know, I don't want that. No. And nor I, do I think anybody in my audience, particularly, but, you know, the thing is when you're newly uh, impaired, let's say, or newly has a disability, it's going to be a little uncomfortable trying to get used to it and telling people that what you need. And that's where other people just saying, is there any way that I can assist you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is a which is better than do you need help? Because that puts it feels like it puts me in a one down position right. where they say do you need help? But yeah. if they say is there any way that I can be of assistance to you, then it's an equal, and you know, and that way that communication can begin, and uh, you know, so just people can relax around you mm-hmm. and be able to to give help and get uh, the newly. Uh, a handicapped person mm. to uh, use to okay, I'm all right. Mm. I can, you know, I can uh, be an equal to everybody else, and you know that's that's crucial. Again, uh, one of the questions that uh, a hostess could ask you, or you tell the hostess, do you want me to say anything about uh, what your needs are? Sure. Or, or say what's going on if it's difficult for you to, you know, quite explain it. Uh, and if you're okay with that, uh, by all means, whatever makes everybody comfortable, mm-hmm. as comfortable as they can be. Yeah. And once they understand that you're not fragile China, then they can just relax and know that, uh, you know, you're just like everybody else. Well, there's two, there's, there's two things I want to bring up in addition to that. When I, I relate this to like taking my kids to go see an older family member who may not have seen them for a long time and their health right. is deteriorated. You know, I'm going to explain to them like grandma and grandpa are having a hard time right now. They may not remember who you are or – but. Be kind to them, have fun, be gracious, and if you want to ask questions, you can. And I think that's another big thing is being able to ask questions. And if because if you were in in a situation where you could, you can come up and you can say you can come up and ask me questions. I have no problem about that. I would rather you ask me questions about what's going on rather than just assume something. Exactly. So exactly with, with all of that. We we flip the other side of the coin. If you're the person who is either sighted or you're the one who's quote unquote normal, which that's not really a thing, but if you consider yourself the normal one, but if you have somebody who's coming in either with a an ailment, an, an, a diagnosis, uh, blindness, some other uh, handicap, then how should you go about? reacting or approaching those conversations, what's a good way to handle that? Well, you can walk up to them and say, hey, can you see me? (laughs) (laughs) I was was not ready for that, Bill. (laughs) Well played. See what I mean? What it does does to you. But the thing is, yeah, if, if it's appropriate, 
uh you you know you might say even privately i you know i understand that you're you know you're having some vision change and put it in kind of neutral terms uh-huh. you know is there any way that i can assist you or uh is you know i would be curious to know more uh, about what you're going through yeah. if you feel comfortable yeah give them permission not to say anything absolutely and you see, that's when we get into, you know, people with any kind of disability uh, go through stages uh, in order to be, in order to come to the position of acceptance. Right. And if somebody is uh, in that second in a second stage, which is, oh my God, I've got this disability, and I'm, you know, and they're in the you know, passing, but other people around them are uh, telling, you know, hey, Joe's losing his eyesight or Joe's, uh, Joe can't walk very well, yeah. so to be careful. Yep. And Joe doesn't know that you know, then it becomes a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, very but, much. So doing, saying something privately, not in front of the whole room, no, but privately... They say, you know, I understand, I'm told this, Mm -hmm. and I'm curious as to, uh, about it, because I've never encountered it, Mm -hmm. and if you feel comfortable talking about it, great. If you don't, fine, I'm not trying to to push. Give that person the, uh, the leeway to decide whether or not to share with you. Right. And to even be able to, you know, might me say, you know, it's so new. I'm just so upset. I have trouble even talking about it. Say, yeah, you can say, yeah, I can understand, uh, you know, uh, the difficulty yeah. in, in being so new. Or if someone has lost a partner or what, whatever it is, you know, give them permission not to say anything more. Yeah as well as to uh, lend an ear uh, and to hear what they want to tell you. Right. And one of the things that's very helpful in communication, and I teach it to couples all the time, because couples don't do it, and they they kind of resent it when I bring it up because it, it feels a little stilted. But I invite couples to hear their partner out Mm. and then paraphrase what they heard Mm -hmm. before responding. Heart talks. Yep. And in that way, you know, say, could that tell the the talker to that you've heard him or her Mm -hmm. and also that you understand what has been said? Yep. That's the two, and people, all of us, really appreciate knowing that somebody understands what mm-hmm. we're trying to tell them. Yeah. And that's when a, a dialogue can come up, because if you, you know, uh, once you have indicated what you do understand, but you something that you didn't understand, the person can correct, and you can, you know, support each other in that that dialogue but it takes a takes time and it takes some effort to to reach out Mm -hmm. to be there for that whoever that person is under any circumstance yeah 
and you know, and to be sure that there is permission to discuss uh, whatever it is that's, that's going on because the person may be very private and just not want to talk, and that's okay. Yeah. And give permission. Don't, you know, don't keep bullying as some people do. Well, you, I think it's better for you if you talk about it. Right. Yes. Not, no. And a, and a party of uh, 30 people? No, I don't think so. No. That's not a safe environment. Yeah, that's not a safe environment. And, you know, what you want to do is create that comfort for the other person because they may be scared as hell to be there. Absolutely. And you want to kind of say, okay, it's safe. If you want to just talk with me, fine. If you want to talk at another time, fine. Uh, And that's what you're trying to do in forming a connection. It's just so, so important. Yep, absolutely. Well, I think this is a good place. I'm going to give out the phone number again, 720-712-8856. If you have questions about this episode, give us a call. Uh, if you're trying to deal, if you're trying to come out with a, a sensitive topic and you need some advice on how to maybe navigate this issue, give us a call. Again, the number 720-712-8856. Bill, any final thoughts from you? Well, I'm going to wish everybody, you know, we'll have some more programs, but, you know, look forward to uh, a happy holiday with uh, uh, as little tension as uh, can possibly be managed. Yep. So best wishes. Uh, This is Bill Lundgren, your host, with Jonathan Price as a producer and fellow host. Uh, We'll look forward to the next episode of Blindside. Blindside.